and we're starting. So today's topic is a reflection that I have, uh, which is disagreement can be solved with more research. And what I mean by research here is just to do more work, um, to get to know uh, the other side of the argument and kind of verify some of the inf information that the other side um, arguments provided. And also just to spend more time uh, thinking about the argument and that you're having and just trying to see if there is any assumptions that you're making, see any preconception that you have in your mind and just, yeah, in general, identify if you guys are arguing, uh, if the two sides are, are arguing for the same thing. Uh, that's pretty interesting because some, I find in my own arguments with people, uh, sometimes um, I made the mistakes of assuming things. And I thought that the, 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 the other side was arguing for a certain ideal, uh, idea. But then they was arguing for a different thing. And I, I was just trying to fight that idea. They were trying to fight my idea of a different, uh, their, their understanding of my idea. So basically, we just by both fighting an argument um, in our way and not connecting in the middle. Just like a, 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 a parallel uh, line. I think that's what it is. Gonna cross to like understand each other. If we keep going parallel, then the argument's not gonna go, not gonna be solved. And um, so the reflections is inspired by a disagreement that I had with my girlfriend on child discipline. I think we talked about it a couple of times now, but t uh, today had a quick call with her during during my break and um, we were just talking about like the cat, the, the kitten that we're having. Um, so yeah, long, long, long story short, we're talking about how we would discipline the um, you know, kids, whether if physical, uh, physical actions can be performed. On my side, I think you know, a little bit of a spanking. You, you don't have to go like too far, but certainly there will be situations when when kids probably cannot understand and they may need some physical discipline, like just a spanking or maybe physical pain. You know, yeah, on the butt mostly. Um, it, it doesn't really cause any harm. Uh, I certainly uh, get you know, beaten by my dad or my mom as a kid. I guess in Asian culture, it's pretty normal. But compared to the you know, Western culture, it's pretty frowned upon. And then I think I picked that up by seeing a lot of, you know, kids here getting really spoiled and not getting a lot of discipline as a kid. So I, I just kind of assume that, you know, some, 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 I can say like white people or 
uh, kids they get really spoiled or you know act out in the supermarket because they, they don't get disciplined enough well I, I think yeah that's a general assumption that I have and then when so my girlfriend topic in um, she she just on the side of you know not using any like spanking or any physical like hitting your kids she's more on the side of like talking or maybe there is other options well we we kind of agree on that um but then i i just kind of assume her argument was just only talking and no physical um f- physical actions and uh, we were talking about the law how it's I- illegal to spank your kids and i find it a little bit uh a bit extreme because you know my, it's my kids. I would like to. I, I'm not. I'm not like I'm gonna abuse the kid. I don't hit the kids like really hard and such. I just want to have a bit of spanking when needed, right? Um, but then, so I check out the law, the Canada Criminal Laws and Managing Children's Behavior, and surprisingly, I agree a lot with the laws that they have. Uh, I mean, I, I, I agree with all the laws basically, and. Um, they they said that um, disciplines can be like physical behavior. Like, uh, okay, let me check and read it. Mm, what is that? Like, um, as a parent, basically, you use it's not a a law. Uh, it's not violating the, violating the law if you know you can discipline your kids uh, spanking a little bit of uh, in the butt and it doesn't leave any mark then yeah that would be still even though they're not recommending but it's not violating the law but the other points they list out and there are other options how to do it and how I can't find that link now just one second so so I, I ended up doing some reflection about it and I think I, I kinda remember one of the way instead of hitting your kids, there's a way to kind of calm your kid down because sometimes hitting your kids might um accelerate the or even make it worse, like accelerate the amount of uh chaos that your kids are experiencing. And I remember yeah, some suggestion that when your kids get uh, really you know, throwing a tantrum, getting a little bit very worked up, not listening, then a good way to, is to just hug the t- the kid tight. Just hug them tight, kind of immobilize them, just hug them. And they feel a lot more comfortable. It's the um, same way, it's a kind of same way when they're in the womb and they feel a lot more um, stable then. So so that just, yeah, I, 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 had, I read that somewhere on Reddit or something. I just forgot about it, and then I would I would just assume that there is a need for spanking when the kid's not 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 listening or they're just kind of doing a tantrum. But I think yeah, from now on later when I have kids, for sure I would try the hugging. I think it's a lot more it's a lot better. The kids is not humiliated, right? Okay, so the, the law, they said parents slash caregivers can only use corrective force or physical punishment 
that is minor or trans transitory and trifling in nature. For example, spanking or slapping a child hard enough that it leaves mark or bruise would not be considered transitory or trifling. So, I mean, sometimes you just... Yeah, I, I think because in Asian cultures, <laughs> like uh, kids, if you do something dumb, you get a lot, uh, you know, do something that you were told not to do as a kid. Let's say smoking and such, or going to do some bad behaviors, then you, you get hit a lot worse than that. And I, I don't think anyone really care as much. Uh, it's just a culture difference, I think. And maybe maybe just modern world and how you know human development to have more thing to worry about, so I decided to yeah improve the human right. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's a a balance to it. That's that's what has always been my thought. And uh, but uh, I realized that hitting a kid can be a a, a, a slippery slope because. Basically, it's for me. It's a lazy way. Uh, not after that, my uh, reflection earlier. I think it's a lazy way to dealing with your kid, and just not uh, just letting your anger out in in a form of physical uh, physical actions. It's just not you know your kids, especially. It's just not right. Um, there, there, there is probably a better way to deal with it, and I think the hugging, hugging is, is a good one. I, um, yeah. So if you're listening to this episode today, I think that is the one message I want to get across. Um, yeah, maybe just hug your kids when they get they're throwing a tantrum, and they're not listening. And interesting thing about kids that sometimes they really get consumed in what they're doing uh, when you tell them. They don't seem to listen. That is probably why. So you need to have some physical actions to, like, you know, maybe grab, grab their shoulder, grab their arm, something like to pull them back to reality and listening. Pull, you know, get get their attention back. Because yeah, I, I find that a lot of people get frustrated because they call their kids like, hey, you know, you like my mom with my brother, for example, too. Like my brother is really consumed in the computer, doing his own thing, and my mom just calling him. Um, you know, sometimes just do something, but then he he's already in the the flow. He's already really focusing. So, if you, you know she needs to let some my brother know something, then it's best. You know, if call him and us listening, then best just tap in his shoulders, something like that. Um, so it, yeah, knowing that thing, I think will will benefit a lot. Um, for people, It'll be a lot beneficial. So you don't have to. Um, raise your voice unnecessary. You don't have to have negative emotion unnecessary. And uh, yeah, I think what that's one of the thing, and I'm still trying to deal with myself. Um, like I, I do have the, I guess, hot temper similar to my dad. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm pretty chill, but sometimes I, when I get really worked up, I get just the the, the resistant level, just getting down and then yeah I just really easy to get mad so that is yeah something that I need to work on and uh, should look should look to pay a lot more attention to yeah. pay attention to my emotions 
Yeah. Me and my girlfriend, we've been talking a lot about this, especially her house. I have a lot of kids. And, um, yeah, I mean, I have to deal with a great amount of kids in my life, uh, hanging out with, in her, in her house, I think. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, and my wife, uh, I'm sorry, my, um, uh, not my girlfriend, uh, she's, she just have really incredible patience and she's really good with kids, I think. And that, that is why I'm really glad that she is pursuing a social worker, uh, for child and youth, child and youth worker, um, yeah, I think she will make a lot of positive impact for kids. But anyway, back to uh, this disagreement um, can be that can be solved with research. Uh, so from this, I kind of refl- reflect back because the whole thing we had this conversation before, and we didn't really, you know, we could just kind of ignore it. Uh, not really, it's not really important to kind of interfere with the moment that we have. So, but that t- today when I talk. And then we talk about the law and decided to finally check it out. Um, and then, yeah, I just agreed. I just find found out that I agree a lot of things with my girlfriend. And uh, I agree a lot of things with the law. It's just that I was just arguing for the extreme. And my girlfriend was arguing for just the middle ground. So we was not arguing in the same conversations. And I, yeah, I changed my mind. I uh, sent her a message after, um, and yeah, she she would actually was planning to talk to me, but she she glad that I saw it out, and uh, she thanked me to uh, reach back to her about that. So yeah, um, th- that is a positive um, outcome for this argument, I think. And then um, I reflect back to some of the past argument I have. Especially the recent one is the Tesla valuation with my friend. Um, you know, we've been, I have this friend that I'm quite close to. Uh, I think, one, yeah, one of my best friends here in Canada. And, um, you know, he's really com- basically on the same level. He, he kind of push. you know, we, we kind of share knowledge with each other. And I learned a lot from him. Uh, he kind of pushed me to get introduce me to some of the knowledge uh, of you know, the kids that in Canada live for a longer life in Canada knows, right? And um, he kind of introduced me to the concept of investing and such. And I started to discover, and I remember, yeah, the first conversation that we have about investing and I thought about it and then I said like, oh, if I want to invest, I just want to buy Tesla. Uh, and Tesla were around 200 something dollars back then, 2019. I didn't really do more research on it though, um, but yeah, I finally got in when it was around eight hundred uh, in in May twenty two thousand and twenty. But then yeah, so I was really excited. I guess just learn a whole new word about the business side of Tesla. Uh, you know the TSLA, the stock, and then I just find this huge opportunity, and I just want to share with my friend. But then you know, it came to my disappointment that they're not getting it. They kind of doubt um, my thesis, uh, or they saying I'm a little bit too bullish, you know. And they use the arguments like PE ratio, or you know, valuation arguments of uh, uh, like regular metrics on the books, you know, on the, the kind of value investor thing. For me, I didn't really 
have any, you know, um, I don't really care for that. And I think because I, when I study in, uh, investing, I uh, read a lot um, regarding uh, like the history and I just kind of connect the dot with all the knowledge that I have in the industry and my own interest with Tesla. And then I check out the your customer service experience. I just see a lot more of a bigger picture. So I, I be able to build my connection that way. And then, so my girlfriend, my friends, they just kind of focus on the valuation and they see the numbers and say, oh, you know, they're not making money. PA ratio is like a thousand dollars. It's just so much, a thousand PA. Um, and then they ended up not investing at the same time that I did. And then Tesla blew up from basically 800 to right now, sitting at 780 after a five to one split. Round it up, it's, pro, it's around almost $4,000. Where is it? Seven, yeah, like uh, three, so basically, yeah, 380 or something. Uh, 3,800, yeah, 3,800. From the point I got in my first share as 820. So that's a lot of gain, and uh, with the market too. But so I've been just talking about with my friend, just trying to like, because I can see, I've done a lot more research and I have a lot more convictions. And then um, I try to look at a, the the bear side. I try to look at the other perspective uh, compared just you know in in all too optimistic. I try to see the pessimistic, but still the, I couldn't really find any solid argument that really uh, worry me about Tesla, except uh, Elon Musk. Um, passing away or not being a CEO of a company. But even that the case, Tesla still had a lot more runway. And basically I was just trying to argue with my friends and let help them to get them see this picture. Um, yeah, but then we, we just argue like, you know, we went too deep on the root of certain things. We talked basically for, you know, a couple hours sometime a couple hours eat and uh, just you know multiple occasion over the year um and he basically he's still not seeing it <laughs> and it's tough I, I you know he he's my one of my good friends and i just thought that this opportunity is just really obvious compared to what his you know is i think is obviously a, a good deals compared to what he's investing himself and I just say, uh, you know, just but if you're not paying a lot of like attention, like researching, then I can probably help you shorten the gap. But I think it's, it's, it doesn't work that way. You know, human they would only learn something when they are truly interested in it themselves. And uh, yeah, it, it's just really hard to force uh, an idea to someone that they're not willing to like accept. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a sad thing, and and we and you know it ended up in a good point now that I think we just let time tell it, you know, time will tell, and um, but I I still try to like uh, sometimes send up the uh, good you know, like some of the things in my circle that I'm researching. I I try to share with him because I think ultimately sharing information is still better than just hoarding it for yourself because yeah you know, we, we both can be. Um, you know, can benefit from it. So, yeah, I'm still trying to make a conversation with my friends. Uh, 
letting letting him know uh, what the maybe some of the good things that are going on uh, with Tesla, for example. But he's pretty sure he's not going to buy it. And then, uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I I hope that he wake up soon and still kind of put at least do research on it. I'm not trying to get him buy, but maybe trying to like at least um, know the opportunity and see what are some of the opportunity costs that that he's missing out. For me, I think just Tesla is just an opportunity of a lifetime. And then it's just so obvious. It's so aligned with what he likes to, I think, from the talk that we have. We we do agree a lot of certain things. But I think uh, the fundamental disagreement we have, which is the valuations, uh, he just thinks that Tesla cannot go any higher, any like a, a, to the 10 to up the, the trillion market cap that I was saying, because he, he said that, it's a GDP market cap, something of, you know, it's, it's just not possible. But I think it's kind of a wrong way to reason thing. You should reason from the bottom down instead of the top up or like compare with the existing model. Yeah, reason from the first principle. Uh, that's what I have learned. Um, and yeah, Elon, I agree with Elon Musk on that too. Elon Musk is very much a first principle thinker. And a lot of things he do make sense on a fundamental way. So, yeah, it's just a, it's kind of a sad thing that I have. I still feel pretty, I don't know, I feel like our relationship might be in damage in the long term, in like 20 years, 10 years, 20 years. If, if he, he, my friend, truly missed out on this opportunity. And like he, he like he said it's okay. Like I told him that too. I said, you know, I'm actually a little bit worried for because you might feel bad like in 10 year in 10 year or 20 years seeing me if, if you if you knew that you missed out on this opportunity um but he he says okay you know he's not he's not going to miss out it's okay he has his own thing to do and i, I think uh, yeah i respect that but still um yeah it's interesting how the human mind works you know, even though i try to be really open-minded and really trying to listen to his opinions and such and trying to detangle some of the flaws i think uh, yeah some of some of the flaws in his argument but yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes but uh yeah tesla has been on the rise and uh yeah i'm, I'm continue i'm st- I'm still buying <laughs> i'm gonna, gonna get one more this friday because i find it's just nowhere the valuation is deserved yet um, and it's just a lot more exciting to, to things to come uh, if you want to kind of hear more of my thoughts on tesla you can probably check out some of the episode in the past i did um like yeah, my the all in things and Tesla, uh, the Chinese billionaire hoarding uh, Tesla. Those uh, those episodes I did, I did talk in depth of some of the uh, convictions that I have regarding Tesla. And uh, oh, oh, I do see uh, Charlie here. It's been a while. Um, I hope you're doing fine, Charlie. If you wanna drop in, just yeah, call in. Hey Michael, long time no see. Long time no see and long time no talk. Yeah, good evening. <laughs> yeah, well, don't have a have much to to contribute today. Just wanted to call and say hi. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, uh, how, how how have you been? Like, um, have you been just working with the other hosts uh, for the show? Yeah, well, I want to have an update on uh, how call in. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're we're uh, we're 
working hard around the clock, just the startup grind and and uh, interacting with a lot of really amazing hosts on the platform and and jumping into shows and and uh, doing a lot of stuff as well to just really continue to to provide the tools for creators to be able to create and and uh, share and and do whatever it is they want with their audio content in new and exciting ways. So we're, uh, we're all, we're all busy in the background. Just know that. But, um, so I'm probably gonna, gonna crash here pretty soon. I've felt a little under the weather, weather today, but, um, now we're, we're, uh, we're all, all working hard and, and having fun and meeting a lot of really amazing people on the platform. Like you're. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'm glad that it's working out well, and um, yeah, I do hope that Colin will be, you know, a big platform in the future. Yeah, yeah so, so, uh, certainly, I, I would like, um, you know, more people to get to know my show, and uh, yeah, as, you know, Colin exists for a long term. That's uh, will be like ultimately what I depends on uh, to kind of spread the message uh, for my kids and eventually, right? Because I, I don't, yeah, I really hope for the Colin success. And I'm pretty invested. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thanks, Michael. I'm going to drop out here, but let me know if you have any questions or, or, uh, or just want to wrap. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I still have one more to go. Um, I still, yeah, but thank you for dropping in and, uh, yeah, have a good night, uh, Charlie. Talk to you soon. Uh, so, yes. So, so I guess the point of I was trying to lay the groundwork here for the conversation conversation with my friends is that if I was I was willing to like do a lot more research at the beginning to like um, try to you know talk to my friend and kind of consider his view more instead of just talking about my thesis, then I would be able to debunk it uh, some of the you know I guess assumptions that my friends might might make from the beginning. And it's still it's going to be pen- more beneficial in the long term. Uh, he'd be uh, probably a lot more uh, willing to like consider my ideas and uh, some of the you know conviction that I have because yeah, he, in in his mind he kind of considered me a little bit a little bit too more optimistic, pretty one sided and not. Um, you know, seeing and you're still really new to the investing game and not seeing any potential crash and such. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's the thing about his side of not doing research is that he doesn't see the the anti fragile aspect of Tesla like I have. Uh, you know, I pay a lot more te- attention to what Tesla is doing, how they are innovating, how they are fixing the problem. You know, how the chip shortage. They can just basically have a team of engineers and redesign uh, like the code to fit with a, 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 another chip that is not in shortage. It's just amazing that they're not really getting affected uh, by the COVID as much. And they just have the talent to navigate throughout any uh, difficult challenge. So that is the aspect that I think my friends, uh, you know, people or people in general, they, they don't see. Uh, in Tesla, um, a lot of people, you know, the, or the bull, or the really people that really convince in Tesla, um, you know, the all the all in investor. And I think Tesla is one of the most all in uh, investor company out there, 
or even in history, I think in history it makes sense. Um, yeah, one of the most all-in investor companies in history. And because just the amount of talent I have, amount of like moats, amount of innovations, the rate of innovation, the rate of growth, and the market they are attacking, just massive. Like, I mean, EV is one thing, but power. And they, they have the top tech of uh, battery. Like, everything battery related on, on this planet. Tesla are going to have a piece of it in the future. Think about that. And yeah, now even EV, I actually, I, I spent a lot of time in Tesla. I actually do uh, apply research projects on uh, Tesla for, you know, one of the final projects in my school because I study environmental engineering. I, so I do have a bit more background that. So I've done a lot of my research on my own. I, I was just trying to share that with my friends, um, but they, they kind of got it, you know, just, I, I was being a little bit too optimistic and doing research on their point of view. So I came off a little bit too salesy, uh, a little bit too one-sided. And uh, we talk other things, like some of the um, aspects of the future and such. And we agree on a bunch of things. Just one fundam fundamental uh, disagreement that we have was that the Tesla valuation, does my friend doesn't believe that Tesla will build, uh, you know, will grow and the Tesla stock price will grow a lot more in the future compared to some of his current investment. Um, I mean, like, like it certainly could be, but the risk, it's just the risk uh, ratio to the, um, to the return. It's just so, so high. Like it's just so little risk and so high return that it just that it doesn't, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to miss out on because you're not checking out the opportunity. You're not doing enough research. And um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully my friend will have some time on himself, on, on, on himself and he can s somehow stumble upon some, uh, you know, s you know, the circle in his own bubble of, of, of people, of information. He can stumble upon more research in Tesla and started getting interested in it. Then he will probably see it. Because I think most of the people that I talk to, I mean, I talk to a bunch of people and kind of share my examine with Tesla and uh, a bunch of them buy into Tesla stock, like many of them. And uh, yeah, even my boss, he, he basically, he went a little bit too, too extreme. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's for his own uh, convictions, and, but he eventually, so yeah, he, he bought a bunch um, and he got he got a little bit of scare when it crashed down. Uh, it, you know, he's compared to like a roller coaster. Uh, but uh, yeah, you gotta have your own commission. Continue buying. Um, for me, yeah, I bought a bunch when it's low, so I'm all good now. Um, and I'm I'm still buying. So I think research is important. Yeah, uh, my my fault on my side for not doing doing enough research on his perspective my friend perspective and then uh, I think uh, yeah I, I hope that my friend would do a lot more research in the future because yeah just opportunity is just massive um, anyway another conversation that I have and this is mainly my fault I think um, was I think two years ago uh, when I have I get into this um, multi-level marketing uh, scheme like a, a pyramid scheme, um, 
And uh, I was talking to my cousin. My cousin just say it's a scheme, you know, it's a multi-level marketing scheme. It's, it's not, you shouldn't really join it. You should check out YouTube and such. And then the argument went like that. Ultimately, it's not really solved, right? We just talk and end up that way. But my point of arguing that point at, at, at the moment was like, I would just say, hey, I just, this is an opportunity to like to connect, talk to people and just learn skills and yeah, just have a community to share with people. So that's the point I was, I was trying to approach it at, not the scheme thing. And I was just arguing like, oh, maybe, you know, it's still good that we can join and just go together and have fun and connect with people and just learn the practice skill. So I was just basically a little bit too, too uh, trustful. Uh, like uh, trustful for the, with the people, and then I started just seeing all the positive, and not really paying paying any, any red flags. Uh, eventually, I mean, one of the last sessions that I have, I think that is where they put in the red flags. And uh, you know, if certain people are going to be convinced at that point, they're going to buy in. Some people don't; they're going to just jump out. And uh, yeah, that is how it works. The system. Pretty interesting how that works, and I. I mean, I I don't regret joining it because I actually learned a lot um, about like talking and just connecting with people, and I also learned the process of a coat, like how the how a coat feel like, uh, like a truly a coat. I mean, with Tesla, it's kind of a coat as well, but this coat is like a scam basically. It's, it's a, some people still will be successful, but basically built on um, be, being able to invite more people in. So not really. Yeah, and then sell products, and yeah, just a typical multi-level uh, marketing scheme. Scheme um, is, uh, I think the the company was Armway. Um, you know, some some or, or Herbalife, something like that. Um, I think it's Armway, but uh, yeah. So so the the some sometimes the product is good, then is you know it's beneficial, but it's usually overpriced, and people will just get sucked into it, and yeah. So yeah, I, I don't really quite understand. And what really kind of pulled me out and kind of triggered me the most is that they have this convention to see all the lead, the, the leaders in the community, and you have to pay a ticket for two hundred dollars. And I'm like, hell no, I'm back in now because knowledge should be free. If, if someone really willing to teach, really willing to share information, then it should be free. Like, why do they? If they're so successful, uh, why do they care? you know getting uh, money from and it's not even cheap 200 is like a, a concert tickets you know it's, it's understandable maybe you can you can make it into uh, like a fee to to support the establishment right to rent out a place and it's like yeah understandable that way but yeah it's just a little bit uh yeah i, I, I was just like out of it at the end and just so many things doesn't make sense um, that I was like, okay, uh, you know, they they are trying to save some of the red flags to the end. So that's interesting how that works. Because if someone is stressful like me, uh, really, you know, trying to believe in the good side of people. And I think some people in, in, in the the community as well, they 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 tend to be like that. Um, they, sometimes they're not even being negative uh, or they, they don't intend bad things for people but they truly believe that what they're doing is good.
So interesting how that works. But I guess some people they they do acknowledge it, but maybe maybe they already invested too much, so they have to stick to it. So yeah, that and you know I, I would have avoid the whole conversation if I do a lot more research, and then just check out some of the materials on YouTube. I kind of I did check out, but then uh, I didn't really do enough like deep enough research. Just trying to find my confirmation bias, and then okay, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, it's okay, you know. Some people still can be successful in that uh, marketing, uh, multi-level marketings, and they can still generate, um, I guess, positive impacts or income and such. Yeah, so that's how I thought of it. Yeah, but then uh, if I'm, I consider my own, so I think uh, that's one of the nature that people should opt for just being optimist and uh, being an optimist and trust people until they give you reason not to yeah and instead of being doubtful all the time then it's, it's a little a little bit um, it's gonna give you downside eventually yeah like uh, so I think doing research yeah, that's the, the topic for today. And I've been rambling on on the side for a lot longer. But well, um, yeah, I think that's the idea. So if you have any any thoughts, any thoughts to do for today, any reflection for the day, then I hope that, you know, you can think, contemplate on some of the things in your life. What are some of the arguments that you have with your friends or your family member where you think you can you can do a lot more research on their side of the, the argument, their perspective, their uh, data or information that they provided, and uh, that's eventually. Um, well, I think it will save a lot of unnecessary frustration, unnecessary negative emotions, and. Yeah, in a way, you can help your friends or your family member or the other person that you're arguing with when you kind of put your put yourself uh, put more effort in and try to understand people. Yeah, I think one of the law of uh, like the fire fire. Yeah, I call it seek first to understand. I forgot the book names in English. Thing, uh, yeah, how to win and influence people. Yeah, seek first to understand or one of the law, and uh, yeah, should put in the effort, do research yourself, and seek to understand the other side perspective first. Because most of the time, maybe even you are right, but the way you come off is wrong. The way you come off, the way you put out your information, the way you uh, construct your arguments is ineffective. And I kind of took that as like a, a challenge with my friends as well. Um, you know, when I, I mean, I did tell him about this too, and he just laughed it off, and it's just it's okay, like it's okay to miss out on Tesla. And uh, yeah, but I don't know, I'm not sure about that. Um, human nature is interesting. Like you can tell one thing, but you feel another thing. And uh, yeah, just yeah, just imagine. If you were able to invest in, in Apple back in, in the day, 
and then generate a great amount of return and now have a dividend to just enjoy your life to the fullest then yeah it's, and and have all the insights i think apple at the time will has a lot of investor as well a lot, a lot of high conviction investor similar to tesla right now so yeah me and my friend we share a lot of things that we like to do in the long term um, and i think that is some of the things that i should have just discovered from from the beginning from some of the first conversation that we have because what i'm, I'm doing with tesla right now basically aligns would actually would I want it for a long term very much? Uh, I can just work, uh, trying to work, um, spend the effort here at the beginning, at my early twenty, and then uh, in my thirties, um, I can, yeah, have a lot more freedom, more times, hopefully to find a job that I likes, and have free time just to spend with my kids, and that is my goal. And then maybe travel across Canada, and yeah, enjoy things in life, eating and such. So basically, similar like my friend, and he has another approach. He wants to just grind and uh, work, uh, and just come up with money. But, but then I think the aspect is the time. You can work as much as you like, but if you don't have time to enjoy it, then it's a bit different. And um, yeah, so. I try to share this perspective with my friends, but I don't know. He feel he's pretty set on, pretty set on on, 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 on not checking out Tesla, which is a shame because I think it could have been one of the opportunity that I see for myself, and he can have a great life. Um, similar, not that he will not have it, but uh, this is going to be really easier. Yeah, a lot easier, in a sense, because yeah, and uh, yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. Uh, mhm. Mm yeah, nothing else to talk for today. Well, also, I discover a new podcast, a Vietnamese podcast, named uh, "Oddly Normal," which is a lot of. Uh, has a lot of interesting conversation from where I can see. I listened to a couple episodes of, uh, in my walk today and while I was cooking earlier. And damn, like the, 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 the host and the guest was so brilliant. Like brilliant mics. And they know a lot. You know, some of the term in English, Oscar Razor, or, you know, talk about the simulations and uh, how societies, like uh, the, 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 the economics of... Um, like Sai, like a like a home built shop in Vietnam, right? So uh, I'm really glad I find this uh, podcast. It's a more sophisticated talk, you know, fascinating, uh, deep, fascinating conversation regarding different topics and some of the big ideas in the world right now. And um, it's in Vietnamese, and then I get another perspective and see hosts and. Uh, you know, the guests, they are really good in English as well. And I guess they are also, um, like, you know, there's, there's international student at one time. And they may be even in, uh, not in Vietnam right now. They, yeah. But they, they do know a lot of knowledge. And they were able to convey it 
in, in Vietnamese really well. But that is something I need to improve on, because sometimes I learn stuff in English here, and I don't pay don't pay much attention to Vietnamese. And then I missed out on um, yeah how to like kind of explain it to people in Vietnamese. But I, I will talk about that. I think uh, when I hope that I will find more interesting ideas in the, some of the podcasts I listen to, and then I will. Yeah, make a uh, talk here. Can we just compare some of the things that I learned in Vietnam, uh, in, in the Vietnamese culture, and in, in the language itself, and then compare to here in the Western or in Canada. Just a lot to like compare. I think it's a very great advantage to be able to live in different places around the world. You just have a lot more perspective about things, and a lot more open-minded because something can be correct and a culture can be completely incorrect in another culture. So everything is really fluid. It's not not rigid. Yeah. You know, be water, right? Don't put any frame, any personality, any thing. Well, I guess, yeah, some order is still beneficial, but don't have the fixed mindset, basically. Uh, have a grown mindset. I don't know. Yeah, that is something I'm trying to incorporate in myself. And I think I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to have a a relatively grown mindset from the way I was raised, I think. And I was a lot open to idea. You know, I'm a lot trustful to people. Um, and yeah, I think it's paid to my advantage. I uh, was able to get some of the things... Uh, that I wanted to do and uh, yeah, I get to do some of the things I wanted to do and uh, achieve some of the things that I set out to do as well as to live like uh, relatively the way that I wanted to live. Uh, so I'm pretty happy and yeah, I'm glad. I hope that this, you know, maybe this episode or this whole show, this Michael daily reflection will have some uh, beneficial impact um, to listeners, to you. Um, you, know, you find something meaningful, you find something valuable you can incorporate in in your own life. And um, yeah, that is it. Hope you have good health. Wish you luck. Have a productive day if uh, it's early in the day and have a good night's sleep if you're sleeping now. Sorry to keep you up for too long. <laughs> or maybe you already slept half of the episode and who knows. Yeah, I think I, I did pretty good at this episode. Uh, talk, rambling on. Not a lot of... Not a lot of... Stuttering. I stutter again. I was stuttering. Okay. Bye-bye. See you in the next episode. Let's stream my consciousness.